0: Hello and welcome to the IPA Board of Pharmacy What, Why, and How podcast where we talk about what action the board took at today's meeting, why they took that action, and how this affects your pharmacy practice. Uh, I am Casey Fisak, IPA's Director of Public Affairs, joined today by Sue Mears from the Board of Pharmacy. Virtually, of course, uh, Sue, I know uh you might be surprised, but we didn't let a global pandemic get in the way of today's podcast.
1: figure you wouldn't.
0: Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I certainly appreciate you making the time. Uh, the board met virtually today as well, and it was uh, quite a long meeting filled with a pretty full agenda. So certainly appreciate it. Not I, uh, I know it's hard to believe that last time we did this in February, it was in person. So it's certainly a different world now. Right. Um, but, uh, I can't tell if it was a long time ago or not that long ago, but, um, maybe by the next board meeting we'll be in person, but if not, we'll, we'll still get the podcast out there. Absolutely. Uh, not a whole lot of rulemaking items on the agenda today. And, uh, of course, like everything it kind of influenced by COVID-19 as well. Sue, maybe just a good bridge into the first topic from today's meeting is why there's not a whole lot of action on rulemaking.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so if uh, folks recall back at the February meeting, the board did vote to file for notice of intended action, two separate rulemaking actions. and. Um, Once rulemakings are filed, the first stop in that process is um, the governor's office for an initial review. And then the governor's office has an opportunity to ask any questions, um, express any concerns that they might have about that rulemaking. Um, And so since that first stop is the the, uh, governor's office, those rules were filed around the middle of March. Um, And that's of course when COVID was rearing its ugly head. And so we did get a notice from the governor's office with a request to pull back all um, pending rulemaking action until things die down and they have an opportunity to refocus on that. So I did pull those filings back and I will just uh, sit patiently and wait for the governor's office to give us the okay to start that rulemaking process over again.
0: Yeah, and it's it's not just limited to the board of pharmacy. It, right. Yeah. Yep. I know a DHS rule too that some of you might be familiar with that affected pharmacy that's on delay as well. Correct. Um, just kind of unique circumstances, and I think more questions than answers probably at this point. A lot of wait and see, and I think that's really similar to the uh, the legislative session as well, where everyone's kind of on a wait and see. I know for the board's legislation and IPAs legislation uh we were kind of at that real crunch time before the second funnel right uh, when everything kind of just got put on hold over the weekend like it, it happened very fast and yeah um, you know the good thing is all of our our legislation was still alive um it was going to be a tight squeeze i think but uh at the moment it's all still alive but it's just going to be hard to say what session looks like when they come back i know there's a lot of different discussions regarding how much work they'll be able to get in. So
1: yeah, like
0: like so much, I think in life right now, it's kind of a wait and see, and we'll certainly keep you updated. Well, now that we've kind of crossed off the rules discussion, which takes (laughs) up most of the uh, podcast. um, Usually I think it's a great opportunity just to highlight all of the work the board has been doing to try and adapt and respond to the COVID 19 outbreak. And Sue, I, I will just take this opportunity to thank the board. I think um, it's certainly a great example. Of
1: how this is Mindy.
0: Responsive, um, you guys are most of the time. Mm-hmm. Not most of the time, all of the time.
1: No, nope, he so, is working remotely. Can I help you?
0: Excuse us for a second, having some technical difficulties here. <laughs> okay. Mm hmm. Well, folks, we are doing this over GoToWebinar. And, uh, you know, at this point, I think we're just gonna plow ahead right through that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: So certainly appreciate you bearing with us. You know, we're not professionals. uh, So hopefully uh, this is a good little moment of levity in your day here and a nice little laugh as our office administrator, Mindy, took a phone call there because she is on the line as well. So thank you for bearing with us. Uh, And we're just gonna move on from that. But anyway, um, I was in the process of thanking the board, Sue, for being responsive and and really staying, I think, on top of sort of all the issues as they arise. And a big part of that was some of the um, waivers and guidance that the board issued back in March. Do you maybe want to take a a second to walk through some of those items if if folks aren't familiar with that? Um, I know the board didn't necessarily take a vote to update any of that today, but I think it'd just be helpful to talk about that as that was part of the discussion at the meeting.
1: Sure, yeah. So, um, you know, the board has tried very hard to be um, flexible with licensees and then to also be responsive to the proclamations of disaster emergency that the governor has um, signed, and she has signed multiple proclamations. So, um, it, she provides a lot of relief to regulatory. Um, issues with licensure and registration. Um, so after each one of those, the board has tried to timely get a response or a guidance out to let pharmacists know how they will be um, implementing the governor's proclamations. Um, and that's, and then they've also had just the general statement of enforcement discretion for, for things that go beyond the, the governor's proclamations. Um, But, you know, some of the highlights, I guess, from the governor's proclamations and regulatory relief are for tech trainees who are not able to sit for their exam. But then their tech trainee registration expired in March or April. The um, proclamation gives them a little bit of time um, to still practice as a technician um, until they can get seated for their exam. And I guess I'll I'll note that we just got official notice from PTC. PTCB that they will be offering online proctoring for their exams, So that will really help free up that testing site capacity. Yeah. Um, so that's good news. Um, so the governor's proclamations also kind of addressed continuing education as a condition for license renewal and I'll talk about that a little bit more uh, in a little bit. Um, but just general license and registration renewal for those folks whose license and registration expires during the proclamation period, it gives them some flexibility to uh, to still be able to practice. And if you renew late, not to have a late penalty. Um, there were, uh, of course, relaxations on the requirements for a background check because of course going and getting fingerprints um, is not quite easy to do right now. Um, and then of course, with respect to um, pharmacist interns who are graduating and wanting to take their Uh, NAPLEX and MPJE or pharmacists who are wanting to transfer license into Iowa and needing to take the MPJE who cannot um, get seated for an exam. Um, All of those things are addressed in the governor's proclamations and that the board has tried to have a reasoned um, reasonable response and way to implement the governor's proclamation to provide that flexibility for people to still do what they need to do um, until they can um, get that background check or get that um, test scheduled and to be seated for that exam. So at the, the board's meeting yesterday, um, they voted, uh, or at least they didn't vote, but discussed a little bit more just um, the proclamations in general and um, were given an opportunity to make any adjustments or changes. To the guidance that has been put out previously about some of those issues. Um, and for the most part, they were comfortable with what's already been put out and they didn't feel like any changes were needed moving forward. Uh, but there were two areas, um, if it's okay, Casey, to just move on to these other, these yeah. two specific areas um, that um, now are becoming applicable as we get near this period where graduates will be they'll be graduating and wanting to seek licensure as well as pharmacists who are due to renew their pharmacist license by July 1 and in questioning if CE um, what the requirements will be for CE. So um, I'll go with the easier one first and talk about the continuing education requirement for upcoming licensure. Um, And the board discussed it and determined that um, they don't feel that it's appropriate at this point to um, provide any deadline or extended deadline for completing CE or reducing the required number of hours of CE for renewal. Um, What they determined was that um, if there's an individual pharmacist that feels that they will be impacted by COVID-19 in their ability to complete their CE, they're welcome to file a petition for a waiver to the CE rules um, that the board can consider at their June 24th open session meeting. And that would give them an opportunity to get that waiver before they have to renew by July 1. Um, so that's how the board felt that the CE could be dealt with um, without providing um, or Reducing the number of hours uh, required, they just felt like they would prefer to handle it on an individual case-by-case basis.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, and um, I, I imagine you know with the just the amount of virtual CE that's available, um, you know, in the past, that I can certainly see where the impact would be. But uh, there are quite a few options, including this podcast. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, but good to know that if you are listening and someone that feels like um, maybe COVID-19 has Um, put a barrier to uh, obtaining your CE to keep that June meeting in mind Um, and I I certainly think the board would um, if you reach out to the board or even IPA we can certainly I think help you with that process and so I'd imagine the board would be willing to try to help someone who has questions on how to go about starting that process as well
1: yeah yep yep and just a reminder if anybody is going to do that waiver requests have to be submitted to the board at least two weeks in advance of the board meeting for it to be considered so
0: yep gotcha well that's really helpful to know and i definitely i think the next topic too as you alluded to is certainly relevant and uh i i think uh if you want to talk a little bit about the vote the board took regarding licensing or emergency licensing for new graduates that certainly uh i think would be of interest to a lot of the folks listening
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, So more specific um, guidance will be coming out, will be published once we get it all drafted and finalized. Um, But the board did have um, a robust discussion about the topic of uh, granting an emergency pharmacist license to a graduate pharmacist intern. Um, And so I'll just highlight, I guess, a few of the the core elements that uh, the board focused on for granting such a license. And Um, They would limit the licensure to only individuals who have either previously been um, or held a current pharmacist intern registration with the board, or that an individual is coming into the state to participate in a residency program in Iowa. Um, The board would expect to have proof of graduation from their ACPE accredited college of pharmacy, They would want to see proof that the um, applicant has um, registered through NABP uh, for licensure and registered to take the exams. Um, They noted that getting an emergency license under this guidance in this manner would prohibit or would prevent that license from being used uh, for license transfer to another state. Um, So they would be limited to practicing in Iowa on their license.
0: Um, Is there a timeline, Sue, established or is it?
1: Yes, so they, uh, once you would have the emergency license, then um, the individual would be required to complete both of the license examinations. So NAPLEX and MPJE Iowa edition within 120 days of the expiration of the governor's proclamation. Okay. Um, yep, yeah, so they'd, you know, there is there is a time, time constraint and if the situation were to happen where um, an individual who is granted an emergency license under this guidance, if they were to take and fail one of the exams, their um, pharmacist license would immediately be canceled until they would, um, pass both exams and reapply for uh, reactivation for that license.
0: Gotcha, okay. And currently, as it stands, the the governor's proclamation is set to expire on the 27th? Correct. Now that could be extended. Um, Correct. So, you know, it's kind of a wait and see there, but that 120-day buffer, I would think, should present ample time to to figure out the situation once that's extended or not extended, so.
1: Yeah, and I guess I'll note too that, you know, in the same vein as the PTCB offering online proctoring, um, NABP also is working on um, and is intending to provide MPJE exams by that same, by online, um, a mechanism online. So to free up some of that testing center, it won't be an option for NAPLEX because it's too long of an exam. Um, But they are looking to provide online um, MPJE exams starting in July, I believe.
0: Okay. Yeah, good to know there as well. So a lot going on, obviously. And uh, if you are a recent graduate, I'd say stay tuned for some of the official guidance that I know you guys are working on now. But yeah, yep. I imagine- yeah, I know you're working feverishly, so that'll probably be done um soon here and then I hope so, yeah, obviously, you know with the proclamation, it's kind of a wait and see approach, so we'll see what happens there as well, yep,
1: yep
0: well sue i I certainly appreciate your time today um I know this is all very helpful, and everything is such a i hate to say it again fluid situation, but certainly appreciate the board um providing some updates and and certainly staying on top of this situation. So uh, thank you and thank everyone that's listening as well for all that you're doing out on the front lines. Um, It it certainly is. um, I think it makes all of us proud to see the great work that pharmacists are doing across the state to help serve their patients. Uh, So big thank you there as well. Looks like the next board meeting is June 23rd and 24th as we had noted previously. So Sue, uh, if if it's in.